Welcome to the Teach Music Online podcast, where we help music teachers thrive. I'm Carly Walton, your host, and on this podcast, we discuss marketing strategies, tech for online teaching, mindset for growth, course creation, and so much more. No matter where you are in your journey, here you'll receive weekly inspiration to boost your studio success. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're doing well. My family has been getting over some sicknesses over here, so I'm sure you can hear it in my voice as I'm on this like amazing microphone picking up everything in my voice. So I will keep this intro short because I do have a cough and I want to be able to get through this whole thing. Today, I am sharing an interview with Katie Geddes. Katie was a member of our TMO membership and over the last couple of years, she has developed an incredible skill for teaching online group lessons. Katie's focus has been on the platform OutSchool, and she has truly become this incredible expert in building a career teaching through the platform OutSchool. I knew that I had to get her on the show because I love introducing you to as many options and opportunities as possible for increasing your income as a music teacher. Before we dive into the interview, I want to share a short audio testimonial from a TMO member, Anna Goldthorpe, who talks about her experience inside the TMO membership and how it has truly impacted her studio. I have been in a lot of different memberships in my time as a piano teacher of over 20 years now. I've been through lots of really, um, you know, popular memberships that have been awesome. But from day one, TMO was like a step above everything else. Um, I felt like, because it walked you through it literally everything step by step extremely detailed um the videos were top-notch high quality um you know the information the experience and just being from an actual piano teacher that's been through the whole experience herself you know Carly was amazing in doing everything so detailed and so top-notch and high quality it'd be something that you would experience at more higher level education like university, you know, in my opinion. So I feel like the membership has been um, just a step above everything else and as far as walking you through step by step every single little thing you might need to know for your studio. Um, So it makes it very practical so you actually come out of the membership with with something to show for it. Other memberships, you didn't really necessarily come out of it with something to show for it. It was just more of a kind of experience. With TMO, you have something to show for it. In today's discussion with Katie, we talk about the freedom and flexibility of being an online teacher and how it really does allow you to live anywhere and work with people around the world. I don't know about you, but that is so exciting to me. It's amazing that we live in a time where an online career like this is possible as a music educator. And I'm positive that you will be inspired by Katie's story. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Katie Geddes, thanks for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Carly. I have a million questions because you have created a successful career mm-hmm. as an online music teacher and your focus, as I've seen it, has been throughout school. And so yeah. we just, I have so many questions for you, but I, to begin, let's backtrack and talk about what initiated your switch to teaching online to begin with? For sure. That's a great question. So my switch was maybe a little different than most people's usually is. Um, I was teaching elementary music in a classroom, like in a public school, 
when I was, I think, 24, around 24. And I had this kind of quarter life crisis. I was like, I want to live abroad. I want to move abroad. And so I quit that job and I actually started teaching online originally with this company, VIP Kid. It's like an ESL company. And so mm-hmm. that's where I actually got my start teaching online. And I did that when I was traveling and stuff. And once I came back and the pandemic started, I had come back from traveling because I was like, I miss music. Like I miss teaching music so much. I wish that I could just combine the two. And then I, I found out school and I was like, wait, this is where I could do that. And then I immediately started making classes and then like immediately started doing it full time and have been doing so ever since. So amazing. Yeah. And so we are kindred spirits because we both wanted yeah. to travel and teach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Like I'm not giving up traveling and I'm not giving up my music. <laughs> yes, you can do both. <laughs> you can do both. And and they work together so well. And I it makes me so happy because the future of education is online and people go online to learn everything. And so it is so wise for teachers to to recognize that. And instead of pushing against it, saying, I'm going to capitalize on the fact that everyone and their dog wants to learn lessons on the computer <laughs> or on their phones. Yeah. So how was that traveling and teaching? You teach guitar and ukulele, right? I do. So when I was actually traveling full time, I wasn't teaching music as much. Mm-hmm. So it was a little different. Like I, I just had to have like a computer or some little props and stuff like that. Yeah. I did though travel a few times teaching when I was teaching music online too, just because um, I'm in like an intercontinental long distance, really not anymore, but I was in an intercontinental long yeah. distance relationship for a long time. And so a few times I had to go abroad to visit my now fiance, my partner, and, um, I would go for like a month at a time. And so I would have to kind of, I would bring my guitar as a carry on. And then I would put my ukulele in a checked bag and I would bring them with me. But usually when I would do that, I would be in Europe for a lot of it. And so the time difference was the hardest part Tricky. because yeah i would have to teach i would just like kind of sit in cafes all day and do like behind the scenes and then i would teach from like 6 p.m until midnight basically um which for a music teacher honestly finishing at 6 p.m is actually pretty not so bad you know eastern time um so to go only until midnight i feel like most people probably would have to go later in that situation but Mm. i would finish around midnight and then um i would do that for like the month that i would be there visiting him so Wow. <laughs> That's the hardest part is just bringing the instruments. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I feel if I had to do that long-term, I probably would just like purchase the instruments and leave them there and then be able to shop sure. back and forth, which I do a lot with like yeah. family. I'll have instruments at their places and I'm able to like travel down to see them and visit them for a week or two and teach while I'm there and it's no big deal. So you have done kind of it all. You've been the elementary teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that as well for a few years and it's, it's hard, yeah. right? Because it's so fun. Like it really is such a, oh, it's, it's such a fulfilling job being with kids and being in the classroom and getting to know families. And you feel like you're having such a positive impact. Um, but it's hard at the same time because it's a lot of time and the, the hours that are expected of you beyond what you actually think you're going to be doing is, is pretty crazy. Um, because you're preparing musicals perhaps, and you're Right. creating all of these lesson plans. And so I, I can relate because there's just this like inner battle where you want to do it because you want to have a positive impact and be involved, but it's hard to um, compromise, I guess, the income side. Yeah. The income and just like the ability to, I'm just very transient as a person right now. I feel like maybe that will change in the future. Like, I think I'll probably settle down a bit, especially like yeah. once I have kids, because I don't have kids right now and maybe I'll want to stay in one place, but I just have such a hard time 
the idea of committing to something that like I would have to be in one place for an extended period of time like freaks me out almost I'm like ah, I can't do that anymore so um, maybe someday in the future but I totally agree I mean I actually love teaching in the classroom I have no yeah. like it's against the classroom outside of like the overworking and um just knowing that I, yeah the benefits were incredible but it's hard because sometimes when I look back I just know that those pros don't outweigh like the pros of teaching online like they're just stronger you know they're mm. different but I just it at this season of my life I guess the online teaching pros are like more important to me so yeah and I love that you mentioned that being aware of the season of your life and what you need in the moment and what fits your lifestyle like we're not committing to a never like a permanent situation ever yeah. we can change and and grow so tell me about your desire to kind of be an entrepreneur work for yourself was that something you thought you would end up doing or did it kind of just show mm -hmm. up and you went with it <laughs> I you know it's funny I don't think that I knew that that's what I wanted to do but I say that and I also like had an Etsy store since I was like 15 years old you know so it's like little things like that wow. where I'm like, I think I knew you know but um once I realized that I guess I just for a long time thought that there was only kind of one option as a music teacher like I didn't I didn't even know that the whole like online teaching world existed until mm -hmm. you know two years into my career like post-grad and so I just kind of always thought I had to do an in-person you know like and I didn't I guess I didn't I don't know for some reason the studio idea like building a studio I just was into the education world because I studied music education in school and stuff and so when you do that you like go into a school so I just I don't know I thought the studio thing might come like later right. in life but I don't know yeah once I started it I was like yep this is absolutely for me I just love that with entrepreneurship in general like it just uses so many different strengths I feel like I'm the kind of person that needs to be able to use like so many different passions I guess of mine like I mm -hmm. get bored doing the same thing every day you know like I need to be able to have kind of a bunch of different projects going on and a lot of different things that I'm pursuing because that, that's just like what fills my cup you know um yeah so I think that's that's entrepreneurship is like the best route for mm -hmm. that for sure and being able to wake up every morning excited about those projects, I think is one of the yeah. biggest wins of working for yourself and choosing a passion and a career that lights you up is is so magical. And, and that's not exaggerating. Like it really is when you compare it to doing, you know, the other jobs that were just jobs, even before music, you know, other, other things. Um, it, it is so, it's so fulfilling. I would love to hear about your out school setup and your experience kind of launching into out school. And, uh, it sounds like you had success pretty quickly, so yeah. we have a lot of people listening who've never heard of OutSchool. I was just talking to a course creator yesterday who hasn't heard of it. And so tell us like what it is and your experience kind of jumping into it. For sure. So I'll say when I first joined OutSchool, it was 2020. And that was kind of, that was obviously like a huge right in online education. And so it was kind of like one of those moments in life where it's like, you've been preparing mentally or like in the things for something you don't even realize is like your moment it was like my moment mm -hmm. and so um it kind of just all my skills came together and the opportunity came up but out school if you don't already know it's like an online marketplace for classes for kids so i believe the age range is like as low as three it might be five i i, I think okay. it might be three to 18 year old year old kids 
And um, it's live online classes. It's also courses, which is actually something mm -hmm. I would love to talk more about with you. But when I found it, it was like the peak. And so I, within the first three months, I made like over half of my previous teaching salary. Like it just like came very quickly for me. I like had two five figure months in a row, like in my second and third months. And so it was just kind of shocking, I guess. Um, and so that's, I ended up like finding some students that were um, really committed and like really good fits. And honestly, I've been working with almost the same. I mean, I get new students every year, like you would in a regular studio, but I've been working with those same students for like three years now. Um, so I do a combo of one-on-one -on -one lessons and also group lessons. Um, I do group lessons in guitar. I also do group like elementary music lessons just because I have that background and it's something I really love. And so that's something that mm -hmm. I also do on the platform. And then eventually I became what's called an organization, which basically just means that I hire on teachers. And so I have a studio where teachers teach alongside me. And so sometimes they'll just do one-on-one -on -one lessons and sometimes they'll also teach the group classes as well. So we've kind of expanded in that way. Um, that is so cool. And you kind of, you, you probably came to that because you got to a point where you couldn't meet demand. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, That's so there's not enough, there's not enough Katie to go around to be spread thin on school. You only have so many hours. <laughs> and it was kind so of you hired. Exactly. And like realizing that I didn't want to teach like, I don't know, seven hours a day every day, you know, it was yeah. just like, this is, I love it, but it's draining. And so I mm -hmm. more switched into, you know, I try to do maybe four hours a day. And right now I'm only teaching three days a week. So that is wow, nice yeah. that I've been able to kind of find a balance there. Um, How did you find teachers to hire? I have found them in multiple different ways. I've actually hired on a few of like personal um, connections that I've had, like friends from my college days that like went to university mm -hmm. with me and were in my music program. Cause of course I like trust them. Cause I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've also hired a few off of Indeed as well. And that worked out really well too. So oh, I've good. with, yeah, the teachers that I found through there. Um, and that's really it. Those two, there are, if you're on out school specifically, like I am, then they have like their own job board. And so as an organization, mm -hmm. you can post to the job board and teachers are always looking for, um, teaching for organizations as well. And so that was really smart about school to add that, like, yeah, <laughs> so smart because you have this like community of teachers who grow beyond their capacity. And it's like, here, let us help you because a lot of the time in-person studios or online studios that aren't on a platform, that's a mm -hmm. hard step hiring other teachers and because of the business side of it, like oh, yeah. payments and all the legalities behind, like everything, the setup is what keeps teachers from doing that. So it kind of sounds like OutSchool made it an easy transition. Yeah, they do. I mean, you still have to figure out, of course, like the legal stuff, a lot of that you have okay. to do on your own and like the yeah. finding of the teachers, you of course have to do on your own, but they do help. Yeah. Like there's systems of like, um, scheduling and, you know, scheduling students, like basically the, the benefits of course, is just like your classes being exposed to there's like over a million students on the platform now. And so it's mm -hmm. really become kind of like the go-to yeah. place for uh -huh. online for kids yeah have you looked in i'm curious have you looked into lesson face or did you ever consider I lesson face into it. i actually think that i signed up because i was like because i help teachers yeah. do that and so i was kind of trying to explore these other platforms to like honestly gather information for them or maybe expand my studio but i don't know it just didn't pick up in the same way and right so i just kind of was like well why should i focus there when i have more of a an experience on this platform but i will say yeah. i wanted to be like open in the fact that like i hit out school at a very very 
good time, you know? And so today is very different than it was in 2020, but it still is like just such a good platform to expose your classes. And Mm -hmm. I guess just like diversify your income because I like me personally, something that I want to do going forward is try to do like one-on-ones off of the platform because the thing about OutSchool is that they take a 30% cut. And so that's painful, but it's most painful for me with like the one-on-ones. And so for me though, the perk of OutSchool is like the group class setting because a lot of people can like up that hourly earning potential with being able to do group classes. And a lot of times teachers will like get overwhelmed by the idea of having to market so much that they can do group classes. And so the availability of that, I think is like a really exciting idea. So you can do that offline as well, but the setup and, and you know, the, the user base, the marketing that they provide for you that you're not spending the time creating. So I'm curious, what is your thought when people tell you or or you see online when teachers are like, oh, there aren't any students that want online lessons anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's my reaction. <laughs> I, I, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm surprised that you think that way. I mean, I know that it was like such a boom in 2020. And so people think because it's not such a boom in the years following, maybe it's like, dying but it's not like it's very much like just i feel like it's what is it called like when it grows over time but it's like uh normal growth like 2020 was Mm -hmm. a huge peak but then it's gonna just continue to go up you know like i completely agree that online education is definitely the future and um there's new kids signing up to that platform platform every single day and i feel like people are only getting more comfortable with the idea and people are so familiar with the idea now of online teaching and online yeah. education, I guess, that they're more open. Yeah. So yeah. you help coach teachers on how to really specifically like build on out school. So can you yeah. share with us, like for the teacher who's listening and is like, oh, I've considered that. What are some of those couple of tips when they're wanting to get started and they like literally go to their computer and open out school? Like yeah. what are the first steps um, yeah. to, to help them have a successful start? Yeah, I would say the difference between like teaching independently off platform versus like on a platform like OutSchool is that the the, the class creation aspect of it. So like off platform, of course, you're going to create some sort of package that usually involves like one on one weekly lessons, something like that. But with the OutSchool stuff, it's kind of like you have to come up with very unique class ideas Mm. these days, especially since the platform has grown so much over the past three years. There's like a big saturation. Yeah, exactly. And so you do have to find a way to be different than all the other teachers. So usually I, I recommend like doing some research, you know, seeing what's doing well on the platform. And they do give some statistics and stuff too, of like in-demand classes that parents are searching for and stuff like that. Um, but basically taking that and then seeing how you can play up on a twist, you know, that is really like, like we said, like going to help you stand out. So like, Mm -hmm. for example, one of my most popular classes is a GarageBand class. And when I first joined the platform, there was like one other GarageBand class, but I I saw they were like doing it on desktop and it was for like older kids. And I had done GarageBand in my elementary music classes with iPads. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like this is the way that it should be, you know? And so when I put that up, it ended up being my most popular one. And so just figuring out, I guess, where there's in ideas and like, yeah, what can you do differently? That's really gonna help you stand out as a teacher, yeah. I just, my brother-in-law literally asked me like a month ago, we were staying with them and he said, do you, do you know of any teachers or have any resources for like teaching GarageBand? 
Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I will send him your link. And oh because his daughter, she's been playing ukulele and she oh. plays around with GarageBand and she's a really good little mm-hmm. songwriter. And he's like, I feel like if she just had a few of the tools right. and some instruction, she could really do some fun things with GarageBand. So that is yeah. so funny. <laughs> Man, I say the same thing about myself as a kid because I was one of those kids that were like red songs. And I always think like, I wish that this had been around when I was a kid because who knows what like path I would have gone down if I had had the resources or the training, you know, the help to learn about stuff like this. And so that's what's so great about online education. It's like you do have access. It's on your computer, you know, immediately if you want. So yeah. I, I was just chatting with another teacher yesterday who he also creates courses and something mm-hmm. he said, a great thing for teachers to do is start with something that they're really good at and like really passionate about. That's mm-hmm. not the one-on-one lesson, but it's like songwriting or like even more yeah. specific, like campfire songs, songwriting, or, right. you know, thinking very niche. So when someone searches that you can stand out And I think even off-platform teachers can be creating these things and offering them just to test the waters and see like, oh, I'm going to offer this workshop this weekend who, and, and advertise it to your current students. That can be a good way to kind of gauge interest in different topics, I think. Yeah. Well, and actually now that you mentioned like course creating, um, I was thinking too for like teachers that are doing independent, but maybe they're looking for like a way to diversify. There's an option on OutSchool too that's called Flex Classes. That's basically mm-hmm. like a course where, you know, the students, there's no live classes. They just get, it, it's kind of up to you to be honest, like how you design it. But basically you just do a post every week and you send them some sort of resources, which are usually like video tutorials of some sort. And then you have some sort of interaction piece with the students. So for example, I have like a flex beginning guitar class and it goes for five weeks. And then every Monday I post and I say, watch these series of videos. It's like 30 minutes of video. And then they can post, I say, post a video of you playing this song and this song. And then I'll like send back a video feedback of you did this great and you can improve on this. But then I don't, you don't have to be live. And so it is part of the course and it is like more semi-passive. And so I feel like for, I, I feel like a lot of music teachers out there are really interested in course creation. So this is a really great way to maybe test it if you're like new to course creation or even just to like put up your course on another platform even to like have uh give access to you know more students and potentially you know make Mm -hmm. more sales in that way but um it is kind of a a cool step in the direction of course creation and like you said totally testing way too you know you can like put classes out there and see what does well and then use that to decide what kind of course you make off platform or you know whatever that might be too yeah Honestly, it sounds like the most fun playground. <laughs> and like, I personally don't have the time at the moment to be creating new music courses to put yeah. on out school, but I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, like on Saturdays, could I, <laughs> Yeah, like, could fun. I carve out some time? Because we as musicians have, we really do have so much experience um, and knowledge and skills and so much to give. And there are people that need your personality, Katie, and like the teachers you coach, like their personalities. And we sometimes fall into this trap of thinking everyone else is doing it. So I can't. And that is just such a false thought. And it's only a thought, like there's literally no truth to thinking that because other people are teaching guitar or ukulele or piano, I can't. Um, And so hopefully like this encourages them and motivates them realizing oh, I can do it because I'm different from everyone else. And I have my own unique story. 
Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Your courses that are flex courses. I would assume that you have more success introducing those after you've taught one-on-one or group for a while, because are you getting reviews on your profile and it's kind of. So for sure. So to be honest, the flex classes that I have created have just so far been versions of my most successful live classes, which of course is a great way to like test the idea as well is to put the live Mm -hmm. class out there and see how it does. Um, So for sure, I've mostly, I've gotten the reviews from the live and then those of course reviews support the the flex classes as well. Um, But I know a lot of teachers on that, not a lot of teachers, but I know of teachers that are on OutSchool that only do flex as well. The thing about flex is that it's a lot less common with teachers. A lot of teachers will join the platform and create live classes, but of course, like creating a flex class takes a lot of time and effort. And so a lot of people aren't into, like they're just don't, they're like maybe later, you know, like in the future. And so there aren't as many flex classes on the platform. So there's less competition as well. Um, so I don't know, it can be kind of yeah area sometimes too. So yeah, sounds kind of like trial and error in a way, but really no, not a lot of error. Cause you always learn. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. You're going to learn from trying something and it doesn't work and we never learn if we don't try. So that's a great encouragement. You were a member of teach music online for like six yeah. months. And it was, I'm so glad to know that you were in our community. What were some of your biggest takeaways from going through the program or being in the coaching calls? What, what kind of helped propel you with your online lessons? Yeah, I came to a place where I was like, I've been putting a lot of eggs in this out school basket. And I was like, I want to learn how to not rely on that hundred percent. And, um, of course I'm like, I want to teach music forever, but I feel like it's a more sustainable situation to at least part of my business be off of a platform as well and so that's what but i was so overwhelmed i was like i don't know where to start i don't know the setup i mean i have a lot of experience with the setup from the platform but as far as like managing students on your own with like the payments and the um Mm -hmm. scheduling and all of that i had absolutely no idea what to do um and then also of course the marketing piece i was like the platform has done all of my marketing for me for the most part. And so now yeah. I have to kind of figure out what works. Cause to be honest, I have a lot of marketing on social media marketing and stuff for this coaching side of my business that I do, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very different in the music teacher world. And so I was like kind of overwhelmed by, okay, well, what works in this, in this niche, you know, in the music teaching niche. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, those were the biggest takeaways for me for sure. Um, like the stuff about Facebook, I thought was super helpful. Um, and just the getting involved in your community, like that kind of stuff I thought were really good takeaways for sure. Awesome. Yeah. The business building steps that are essential, um, that a lot of teachers skip. I think that is something that's very common is just filling in these gaps that are, it's helpful to have templates and it's helpful to have resources and other teachers who also just raise their rates. And speaking of rates, I am so curious without school, are you are you raising your rates once in a while? Have you chosen a rate you're happy with that you feel like is like a competitive rate for the platform compared to other teachers? Or how did you go about making that choice? Yeah, that's a great question. When I first got started um, for my one-on-one specifically, I priced them way too low and then they filled up. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, oh crap, this is too low. And I wanted to make a really big jump. And so I kind of was like, oh, I can't teach you anymore. And then made a big jump and then got pretty much all new students. Um, and to be honest, I've pretty much stayed at that rate for a while, just because it's 
one of the highest that I've seen on that platform. And so that is what is kind of tricky about being on a platform is you have to kind of look at what market value is compared to the other teachers there. So I did raise my rates maybe like a year into it, but since I probably, I haven't much. And so, yeah, that's one tricky part about it. Oh, well, and that's okay. You know, I don't, I, something I'm not uh, I don't recommend is teachers raising their rates every semester, every year. I think you, you put it at a rate that you are happy with and competitive with, and that's your rate. And why not like double your rates for teachers teaching off platform? Think of a ridiculous number, (laughs) right? (laughs) And charge that and see what happens. Like you don't even have to publish it on your website. You could just do it for every, you know, new student that comes in and you just can try things out. And I think teachers are hesitant to do that. But I, you actually posted a reel that was really cute where you recently, yeah. where you talk about like what you were making per hour to what you're making now. Yeah. And do you mind sharing those numbers? I think you had said $20 an yeah. hour. Yep. So when I was teaching for VIP Kid, I was making yep. $20 an hour. Um, it was like $8 per class. And then I would get a $2 bonus. And those were 30 minute classes. <laughs> so it ended up being $20 an hour. But now I charge 40 for 25 minutes. I do 25 minute lessons. So I have five minutes in between. So it ends up being around $80 an hour for one-on-ones. For group okay. classes, though, it's like, it depends how many kids sign up. So it can be a range. Um, like that first summer when I first got started with OutSchool, the highest that I made per hour was like $137 an hour. Wow. Now I would say that my my average for group is around 85 per hour. So mm-hmm. And then is that, is that, um, then you minus the out school or is that that's already with the, the out? Yeah. Okay. That's after the out school 30%. Yes. That is not bad. That's great. No, it's not bad. Yeah. It takes, it just, you know, it takes time to get there. So yes. I would say like with the group classes, that's what can be tricky with the out school platform is it's like, it depends how many students enroll, you put a price per learner and then you know, if you get three learners, then it's that number times three. And if you get five, then it's that number times five. And so it just kind of depends how well your class does. And then that Mm -hmm. kind of determines how your group rate is. Yeah. Gosh, so so many takeaways and just recapping a little bit, thinking about teachers getting on this platform, um, being unique, being unique in what they offer on the platform, um, being patient in growth, I think is one thing we've like, uh, philosophy, um, because I, I have heard in our community teachers saying, oh, I tried it and it didn't work. And I think that that is kind of giving up too soon Yeah. because you've mentioned and you've been very transparent about joining at a time where there was a boom. Um, right. But you coach teachers now on helping them get started on OutSchool. Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. like why you started coaching and um, what a teacher can expect to learn from you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I started coaching just because I I love people and I love teachers. Um, And I guess I just saw a need for it. And Mm -hmm. I guess when I first got started on OutSchool, like I didn't realize how well it had gone. I don't know. And so eventually I was like, oh, maybe this is something, you know, valuable information that people could benefit from. And so uh, like a year into it, that's when I started helping other teachers do it as well. But I, yes, I do coach people through the process. Usually, um, honestly, from A to B, I have a very, 
a lot of tutorials, I guess, that walk you through, yeah. you know, finding your niche as a teacher, um, class creation, you know, what to put on a class listing. So it's kind of like a sales page for your class. That's a big part mm -hmm. of OutSchool um, because that's how families find you too. They don't necessarily find you from like a profile initially. Basically, like families go to the platform and they search a class that they might be interested in and a bunch of classes come up. And then if they click on your class, then they read about your class. And then if they click on you, then they read about you. So it's like that class. Right initial touch point, I guess. So I guess helping teachers know how to design a class listing that's really exciting and stands out and all that stuff. Um, so I mean, the SEO behind that kind of stuff um, to up your enrollments and and then, of course, like the nurturing side of things too. like I even walk teachers through like how to plan a really engaging lesson, how to, you know, mm -hmm. use online tools, all that kind of stuff. Like you have gone through this process of figuring out what's what works and you've experienced the like, oh, gosh, I've got to change my listing again. And I've got to like that didn't work. I've got to. Right. And that's why we create courses is to help teachers save time and energy and yeah, <laughs> save absolutely. their mental health. <laughs> yes. It's been so fun chatting and hearing about all of these things. I, yeah. it gets me so excited because there's an endless way to create an income online as a musician. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like all your eggs in one basket, like you mentioned, but we can, we can teach on out school and in person and online, and you can do all kinds of things. And that's why I wanted you on because I knew you've had so much success. So thank you so, so much for sharing some of your secrets. Oh, of course. It's been so fun to be here. Thanks for having me. I know what little time you have to learn what you need to be successful. This is why I created the Teach Music Online membership, the only membership dedicated to helping online studio owners thrive. Here, you'll find courses, group coaching, and community, all designed to save you time and help your business grow. Whether you're hoping to create more engaging lessons, grow a waitlist, create passive income, or build a new website, we have exactly what you need. And now you can also get online teaching certified with our certification course. Join us today and cancel anytime. To learn more, go to teachmusic.online and I can't wait to see you there.